0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Downton Gabby where we will be talking about the final season episode three of Downton Abbey. Hope you're in the mood for love because there was a lot of love in this episode. I'm Shannon in
1: Oakland. I'm Brandy in Los Angeles.
0: And I'm Teresa in Brooklyn.
1: So if we work backwards on these love storylines... I'm not on board with it, but I can see where the people shipping Mary and Tom can see where it's coming from, right? (laughs) The look on her face when he walked in.
0: Yeah, especially because there hasn't been any sightings of Mr. Yum Yum. Right. Oh, I'm going to, okay, I'm adding, I have a list of reasons
2: for Tom coming back, so I will reluctantly add, he's in love with Mary.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, what are your other reasons?
2: He missed the family. You know, he had to go away to realize how how very much he loves and depends on the family around him. Sure. And also, there was probably nobody to make his tea in Boston, and he had to do everything <laughs> for himself.
0: I mean, he's literally been gone two episodes, and he's back already. It feels a little like a cheat.
1: Yeah, is it supposed to be, like, about a year in Downton time? I can't really tell. Um... <laughs> I'm trying to remember what the weather was like when he took his leave. <laughs> it was Christmas. Okay, so it's been like six months, right? Because it's six summertime months.
2: now. Sure. Yeah, six months. That's like
1: how long it takes to get there and back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I. I mean, I'm glad they're back. I really like Tom as a character, and Sibby's adorable. But I a little bit resented them coming in the middle of the wedding.
0: I a lot resented them, especially after hearing Mrs. Hughes talk so passionately about how she just wants them to this day to be about them as just humans coming together and not being servants of Downton. And then, oh, here comes Branson stealing the spotlight.
2: Right, exactly. But I don't think I think that that Elsie is a very kind hearted person and generally has a lot of affection for Tom? Sure. Yeah. So she's probably just really happy that he's there to share the day. So I think we're just horrible people. And actually,
1: the <laughs> Downton <laughs> folks are, are kind and generous. It's her day. No, I mean, that party looked fun. There was basically a giant pudding at like every table. I was like, <laughs> they're going to have a good time. <laughs> gonna oh, yeah. Be- they're they're going to have a hoolie
0: after all. <sighs> uh, I do feel like. I really wanted to see the Bachelorette party. I was really bummed we couldn't see a
1: Mrs. Hughes Bachelorette party. Oh my gosh. Give her, you know, half a half a mug of ale and see what happens.
0: <laughs> yeah, she can wear a little crown of penises. You know, they can sift their drinks at a little penis straws. <laughs> oh God. God. Do you think the bakewell sells those? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Where do you where do you get some actually, you know, Mrs. Hughes is the queen of the catalogs. I'm sure there's some sort of naughty bachelorette uh catalogue that she could order from.
1: These oh look much God. bigger
2: in the pictures.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Patmore trying to bake a cake in the shape of a penis. And oh, then I love Mo- it. Mosley comes in and he's like, Oh, it looks like an H. G. Wells rocket ship. <laughs>
2: Oh, my God, And Denker at The Bachelorette getting really drunk and sloppy and horrible? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Dancing on the table. She's totally like that person's sister-in-law that they're like, oh, sorry, she doesn't get out a lot since she had the kids, and then she's too drunk (laughs) at The Bachelorette.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Um, Are they going on any sort of honeymoon or anything? Is that a thing? Or it's just straight back to work the next day? (laughs)
0: Good question. Well, considering Carson wanted to get married at work, I can't imagine him <laughs> wanting to be apart from the Crawleys that long. He he wanted to
2: get married while he was pouring the claret. <laughs> I I would like to think that they t- they get like a little seaside honeymoon or something like that.
0: I want to hear them talk about their wedding night. I'm hoping we get a little of that next time. A little girl
1: talk. <laughs> I feel like Mrs. Patmore is going to ask about it, right?
2: Well, yeah. That
1: would be hilarious. I feel like she deserves to know after having been entrenched in that whole conversation. She deserves a little gossip, right? Yeah,
0: that's her prize for doing that terrible errand. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Um, Can we talk about that gorgeous coat and how beautiful she looked? Gorgeous. Oh my God, she looked fantastic.
1: It was really classy. It was really classy. And their vows, like, I know you can only hear part of it, but I was like, these old school vows are sort of, like, even more sexy than I thought. Like, I, Ivy worship with my body or whatever. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: my God. Carson cannot wait to worship with his body. <laughs> oh, that's too much. I don't want to think about it. Well, I, I will say that Cora had a lot of lines, like, like an entire season's worth of lines Cora gets in one episode, I guess, her quota, but <laughs> she, she had a lot of lines. Like she talked to Mrs. Patmore when Mrs. Patmore told her about what Mrs. Hughes really wanted. And then she had the conversation with Mrs. Hughes and told her whole family to shut up, especially Mary, which was real br- brilliant. And and then there's
0: the whole codegate thing, which Yeah. I don't know. What did you guys think of that? I really saw where she was coming from. She just came from this upsetting thing. She comes in and then it's weird. Let alone that they're servants. But three people trying on your clothes is just a weird thing to walk in on when no one has told you anything. And she did overreact. Absolutely. But then she's a real class act. Her apology was so sincere
1: and so wonderful. I thought, I I love Cora this episode. It was a good apology, I do think when something's that weird, you should kind of assume that there is an explanation. Sure. (laughs) Instead of just being like, is this what goes on every day while I'm gone? (laughs) Um, But yes, if I had come from that conversation with all of those idiots arguing about the hospital, I would probably be agitated too.
2: Yeah, I don't really blame her too much. And also... um, I think that generally when the Crawleys do really stupid, thoughtless things, they're always given a chance to have a really classy apology. Like, yeah, Like they sort of do the right thing in the end. And I think this was one of the better ones. I mean, it was just lovely her handing it. She's already talked to Baxter about um, mm-hmm. altering it. it. It was all very sweet. And that coat is gorgeous. Somebody on uh, on Twitter said that it was probably worth more than the house that
0: uh, Mrs. Hughes and Carson had bought. <laughs> Which I, I believe. I think Cora would have done that in the beginning if she was offered the chance. You know, it was just really weird how it went down. And, yeah, we'd wrote written in our notes that it's kind of weird that Mary's, you know, on one hand being a total snob. Then the other one, the other hand, she's yelling at Cora that, she, that she's being a snob. So it was like, I don't know. The whole Mary thing just... Messed up the whole coat gate. The,
2: the Mary thing was weird, and then she sort of offhandedly says, oh, can't we lend her a brooch or something? Which is sort of like decorating the servants' hall, I think. And uh, and then, you know, she turns around and says, oh, go shopping in my mother's closet. <laughs> Mary was weird this episode.
1: I think Mary's a little enamored of her own problem-solving abilities, Maybe she hasn't quite gotten there yet, all right? She is
2: no Mrs. Hughes, that's all I have to
1: say. Like, just because you've solved cervix gate doesn't mean that everything can be solved.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Maybe that's why she was so excited about going to London with Anna, because it was a problem that she was actually solving.
0: I think she needs to get out of the house more. She's getting... Yeah, she's getting too embroiled in all the gossip and the drama in the house. I mean... Look at Edith. She's leaving, going up to London, and she's editing a whole magazine herself. Oh my god, can we just
2: take a moment to talk about how sublime the entire Edith storyline was in this episode?
1: You guys, I think she was smiling in more scenes than she was frowning in, for yeah. maybe the first time ever.
2: Absolutely, and flirting and just oh my god, she was she was brilliant.
1: And this guy is perfect. This is exactly what she needs. Like finally someone who's a little more down to earth than her last romances, but not so down to earth that he drives a tractor. <laughs> <laughs> Happy medium. But that's what Edith needs is a guy who when a problem comes up will be like, "Well, I'll pitch in and we'll solve it" instead of like
2: <laughs> That's the advantage
1: of
0: hooking up with an estate manager. They're problem solvers. Absolutely. And I just love that he wasn't threatened by her power. He's like, "I'm gonna come and make coffee and help you." And I just feel like this would be Edith, you know, in today's time, running a Fortune 500 company, and him be the stay-at-home dad and loving it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, let's do this.
2: No, he was really great, and and like him saying that she inspires him. Uh. Oh, that's kind of wonderful. Shannon, was it you on Twitter that talked about um, that she's uh,
0: like a Peggy Olsen? Oh, yeah. She was channeling some major Peggy Olson vibes. Like, I just feel like you could just give her a cigarette and an octopus painting and she would have just <laughs> done that exact same walk. <laughs> Striding
2: through her office.
1: I love that also her secretary looked so smug and uh happy when she fired the editor like it was just like oh girl power all around oh i know yeah. you're being a role model and you don't even know it
2: that was a really nice touch actually it was subtle but it was a really nice touch that she's sitting at her desk listening and just sort of smiling so that was really cool i hate when women fight with each other for absolutely no reason so that was great so do we have a name for them birdeth beateth <laughs> <laughs> Can so we make Erty. this work? Can we make this happen? I don't know about that.
0: It's like Dicko Bell. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. It <laughs> doesn't have the quite the same ring to it. I was really
2: trying to make it happen on Twitter last night, but I don't know.
0: Well, what what is it about publishing careers that really brings a rom-com to life? There's something about making a magazine, (laughs) getting it out there, that has been throughout so many decades of rom-coms. I
1: mean, I think it's not just magazines. Like, obviously, newspapers going back have a big, uh, you know, you go back to, like, His Girl Friday or whatever. I think it's the deadline.
0: It's the Mm. built-in
1: deadline, like, builds in all of this drama, and everyone can act crazy. (laughs) I don't know. It's And it's something that people think is a little bit glamorous, but also attainable.
0: Yeah, I think those are good reasons. I was just curious, because I'm like, here we are, another publishing career, and, you know,
1: a rom-com storyline. Yeah, they just go together. Do
2: you think that he'd want to be an editor, or is that taking things too far?
1: Oh, that they're going to run the place together? Yeah. I mean, I think that would be adorable.
2: It would be adorable. But I think that... I think that Edith should become the editor of the magazine, don't you think? Yeah, it seems like she's going to.
1: Well, yeah, she says she's going to hire somebody to run the day-to-day or whatever, but I hope that it's building more towards her just having the confidence and the experience to take over. Because, yeah, she did have a lot to learn, right? She was kind of dumped into this. But obviously she can handle it. Yeah. She just needs to realize that she can handle it and that, well... That takes a long time for Edith. Maybe she can go to France for a little while and realize she can handle the magazine. (laughs)
2: Think about it. You know, on top of everything else, Lord Grantham was so nice to her and so excited when she brought the proofs home. I know.
1: He's definitely dying this season. (laughs) He's he's so nice. And then he's like one random line about his indigestion. I'm like, Chekhov's indigestion, right? I mean, he's definitely dead.
0: Yeah, it does feel like he's going to die and not the dowager. Yeah, he
2: is. he's the sort of our number one death pick, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And then finally, Carson will be able to leave the house.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I know.
2: Wait, why can't he leave the house with...
1: No, I mean, he'll be able to leave and do his new life with Mrs. Hughes if, if Lord Grantham's dead.
2: Well, what if Mary needs him?
1: Well, she'll have something else going on hopefully by then, because as much as I love that her actually like taking on this estate role, she, Shannon's right, like she needs to have some kind of something that is going on in her life that's not immediately related to just Downton, because yeah, she's a little tyrant of a world where nobody actually wants her to be ruling them.
2: Also, she's just way too excited about Anna's pregnancy. Did you see her face when she said, and "Well, go down to London"? And <laughs> <Just> like, really? <laughs> I mean, has anyone been that excited about an incompetent cervix? I don't think so.
1: I don't. Some people get real excited. Like we've said, like she's basically her best friend. She, she doesn't really have yeah. like normal friends, so it's just kind of like, oh, good. I'm gonna, you know, finally have a. My best friend is going to have a baby.
2: You know, this this episode was was all rom com like all these different lady capers going on.
0: Well, yeah, we had Edith, you know, taking over the magazine, and then we cut straight over to Daisy, you know, bettering herself through education. It was like, these women are ruling the world.
1: Yeah, but Daisy was the real clueless one in this episode. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Yes, she was. She was. I, I don't know how many times she's going to have to, like, basically surprise Cora in the hallways before Cora just fires her. But
1: <laughs> but this is also a rom com thing, the, like, massive jumping to conclusions about something oh, yeah. that hasn't actually been confirmed. So she's right, just right. so convinced that U-Tree Farm is going to go to Mr. Mason, which...
2: Oh, at the wedding? That
1: was so uncomfortable. <laughs> really awkward. Cora's like... I don't actually have power to make this entire decision. And this is the 1st time hearing of it. <laughs>
2: yeah. super awkward. I mean, I think Mr. Mason knows how awkward it
0: is. It's only Daisy who's kind of clueless. Well, about she's it. been living
1: in the kitchen for 12 years. I mean.
0: Yeah. She's always been kind of clueless. She has. But
2: now she has a little education and revolutionary spirit. And uh, it needs to be, you know, brought it under control mm-hmm. since we're talking about Cora and Daisy have you noticed that when Cora talks to servants or lower class people she doesn't turn her whole body towards them just her head <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay you know that I've been watching all five previous seasons right yeah of Downton Abbey so when she's introduced to Miss Bunting at their church bazaar she does the same thing She doesn't even turn her body to face Miss Bunting. She just turns her head.
0: Mm.
1: It's weird. I can totally picture this now that you're saying it, and then I picture right next to it just an image of, like, a bird perched, the way a bird only moves their head when something happens. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I know it's a small detail, but it's weird because she's now, she's done it at least twice. So It's a power
0: move. It is a power move.
2: It really is a power move. Well,
0: I think unlike Lord Grantham and Mary, who sometimes act like we're all equal, Cora's never like that. She's like, no, they're servants, and we're the family. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, that's better because you know it gets weird sometimes. The with blurred Mary and Lord lines Grantham. get a little
1: weird. And yeah. also, I think Cora has the thing where like she has to follow the the rules a little bit more because she's still, after like thirty years, the American interloper, right?
2: It's true. Although, in other ways, she's very modern, but not, not so much when it comes to the servants' lives. More like when it comes to their lives. Right, yeah. Like, she's fine to live in a smaller house and have less servants and start again. That's not a big deal for her.
0: But that's a Ameri- very American idea.
2: Yeah. So, just an observation. Anyway, this was really Cora's episode in some ways because she, she was involved in um, several
0: storylines. Well, people let her talk, and that was really wonderful. Well, going back to Anna being pregnant, I just could not get over that line that Julian wrote where she said, I don't want Mr. Bates to smell a rat when she's talking about her fetus. (laughs) It was just so horrible. Like, (laughs) between that and then their conversation at the wedding where he's like are you in love with someone else and her if she had said what was really going on I'd be like no i'm pregnant like what is going on in this relationship like can they not communicate at all that's
1: what passes for flirting with them you know? that's weird oh are you are you in love with someone else oh did you just come from murdering someone you look a little weird <laughs> glad she didn't cry in this episode, you guys. Well, nobody went to the boot room. Yes, we. that was observed on Twitter that we did not see the boot room. Although so, someone did ask whether perhaps Thomas was going to cry in the boot room. That was when me. When he left the room. That was you. I mean, yeah. The, I it, was, it, was a, it was refreshing to have mostly, you know, natural light and happiness in this episode.
2: Yes. Yeah. There were a lot of people who were super, super happy for Anna and Bates and I and I do feel guilty every single week that I'm not completely enamored by their relationship, which means I don't care that much about their relationship. Um, but a lot of people really do, and I think a lot of people were very satisfied and happy with this turn of events,
0: and they certainly deserve it. what what they were excited about that she's pregnant? She's pregnant, they're happy, no one's arresting them, oh. they're smiling. Yeah, Maybe it's an East Coast thing, because I don't think any of our West Coasters are really excited about it.
1: No, I didn't get that vibe either.
0: Yeah, maybe, you know, you East Coasters, you're more frigid. Maybe it's, you know, having some, you know, you don't have to totally love them. But us West Coasters who like to hug a lot, and I don't know, it's not working for us on the West Coast.
1: (laughs) And I think, yes, we are mean, but honestly, Bates hasn't had... Any sort of storyline in the last, like, three seasons that hasn't involved murder.
0: (laughs) That's real dad material to me.
1: Can we just get, like, one lighthearted episode, like, a little caper episode for him? And maybe I can get back on board. But I gotta, you gotta give me something to actually work with.
0: Like, he needs to bring home a new puppy for Lord Grantham. (laughs) And he's
1: gonna train (laughs) the dog.
0: And then I'm gonna be like, okay, maybe he's into his rat
1: fetus, you know, that is his wife is growing.
0: <laughs> I mean I just like what the lane point between them
1: is rat so fetus. Yeah. I'm oh, putting money down right now on twins. My oh my god. Think? Oh yeah. Julian's going to go there. He's got that <laughs> sappy streak for sure.
2: Twins. You know there was he was involved in a caper. I will remind you of the letter caper. Oh right, yeah. when
1: everyone was just like, "Oh of course Bates can like find <laughs> like, a forger find a find a forger quote-unquote or just do it himself i mean that was great yeah
2: that was great <laughs> and, and and lord grantham is like how long do you think it will take and he's like oh i, I should have it to you today and he's like, the chaps in london what a lucky
0: stroke <laughs> i feel like we should start tweeting out all these ridiculous things hashtag dad material you know like why why are we pushing this character to be a dad when he's
1: mostly been a murderer
0: but he hasn't been a murderer Uh, he's just i'm still not sure about that pie incident
1: i still think he killed his first wife i still think he killed his first wife too (laughs) okay you guys that's fine Come on, he even talks in this episode. He's like, oh, I remember my wedding. And I'm like, your second wedding, Bates. He you killed yeah. your first wife.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, moving
2: right along.
1: I would say the only sort of upsetting or heartbreaking storyline in this episode was Thomas still out there doing his tour of crumbling estates, uh, which I can't believe that's the best we can really come up with him for a storyline. And... Then also being so sad that he doesn't have any friends. I mean, I this know. is really like, this is some dark, sad
2: stuff for him right now. It's a terrible story. I mean, yet another interview with some kind of crazy person. He would never. I mean, well, was that like Grey Gardens or something? Yeah, or yeah. piles I mean, of newspapers and the, the underwear hanging by the fire and, oh my, that was bad. Although I did like that he he got out of it by pretending to be a liberal. I think that's what he did. (laughs) Fascinating fact, the actor who plays Sir Michael was in the uh, Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. He played the old guy.
0: (laughs) Okay, okay. It's all old people in that movie. So you just called him the old guy.
1: (laughs) He's got the market cornered on like dudes sitting around in crumbling houses or what. (laughs) Something like that, yeah. Yeah,
2: it was it was a sad scene, though, and you're right. I mean, Thomas deserves better.
0: It's just getting really weird that Julian can't do anything new with this character. I mean, you have this great actor. He's had a lot of different storylines. I mean, remember when he was trying to open that shop, and then all of the stuff was, like, filled with flour or something?
1: Yeah.
0: It was really sad. Nothing good has ever happened to him. Yeah, and I just feel like there's a lot... Well, the best stuff with him was during the war when Mm -hmm. he was in the hospital. And it's like, that was such great storylines for him. Why can't Julian come up with something in this final season?
2: I don't know. And the the idea that Carson uh, thinks that there'll be another painless way to get rid of Barrow just made me laugh out loud because that has never worked, that scheme. No. He'll just end up running Downton again
0: it's a it's a bummer for sure that's why i think he went to the boot room to just cry it out
1: <laughs> maybe he can go work for edith oh, he can like weird. write a column oh
0: interesting well and then maybe sprat could also join the
1: magazine um as a stamp collector connoisseur what is this storyline? I mean, I I find Spratt and Denker together to be much more amusing than I think you do, Shannon. No, but, I mean for me. Ugh. Oh, what no. is this? He has like a nephew who broke out of prison or something? I don't even okay. know.
2: I don't even know either, except Sergeant Willis gets yet another scene this season.
1: I mean, seriously. Is that his name? Is it Sergeant Willis? Because every time he comes on, in my head, I'm just like, this fucking constable or whatever the fuck. is That's his full title to me. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he there? Literally, is this actor Julian's best friend? There is no reason for all of these storylines to continue involving him.
2: I have no idea. And also, if there is any thought of some kind of denker, sprat, playful, hate, love, sexual oh, tension... Oh, no i i'm signing out of this series right now
1: i don't see that
2: (laughs) okay
0: i actually don't see sprat in that situation actually no no i just think it's perfect that he's a stamp collector i mean that was just so in line with his character i just loved it
2: i do want a sprat spinoff though honestly (laughs) i would watch that not me Spratt seems to have a very rich life that we know not enough about. When I saw him with his stamp collection and his um, prison-breaking relative,
1: I yes. thought, hmm,
2: there's more here. <laughs> I want to know.
1: And the Dowager has mentioned that he's always having to go off for some relative wedding or right. funeral, right? So
2: right. I don't know.
1: There could be like a whole other level going on with Spratt that we don't know about.
0: Maybe he's a secret agent. Yeah. He could be. He could be. Did anyone else just see how creepy Marigold looked when she was hugging Sid (gasps) at the end? I mean, that was like, that was like a serial killer stare. (laughs) It was really creepy. Like, this actress that plays Marigold is so weird looking.
2: Uh Uh-huh. I've been saying this for a while now, and I... I don't want to get into difficult topics, but yes, there is something wrong with Marigold.
0: something wrong with Marigold.
1: Like, I I shuddered. Marigold is probably thinking as she sees to come in, like, this bitch. Like, this is the equivalent <laughs> of, of Edith, baby Edith, seeing, like, the prettier baby Mary come in. True. Be like, oh, you're back again. Now I have to take second fiddle. Yeah. I don't know.
2: Also, Marigold looks older than George at this point.
1: Timelines are not the strong point of this show, so. No.
2: I mean, she's always being carried. I never see her walking. Yeah. Do you? No, not usually. Because if she walked, you would see that she's taller than George. Mm.
1: You know, girls grow faster or something? Yeah. I don't know.
2: I saw the three kids together at the end of the show, and once again, I went off dreaming about the the sequel, you know, mm-hmm. where, George, where they're all grown and George is running downtown and
1: mm-hmm.
0: they all have their different lives. I think it would be super fun. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, uh, the sequel to Gone With the Wind, Scarlet, was written by a different author. I mean, if Julian can give up control and let someone else write that story, I think all of us would love to watch it.
2: I read an interview with him where he said that the show wasn't his it belonged to carnival hmm great so I don't know what that means but he he seemed to
0: indicate that it it wasn't his uh, property well great let's get another writer in and then let's write this (laughs) I'll do it yeah (laughs) I think, Brandy, you would be so good. <laughs> I, be I think so you'd be at great it. at it. But wait, so does that mean that Bates and Anna's twins are going to be serial killers in that later one? Because yeah. they have to be murderers, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. Right. Partners in crime. Yeah. Partners in utero and in crime. <laughs> yes.
2: So we haven't talked about Molesley and Daisy. Mosley taking on the role of tutor. And uh, mentor to Daisy. I, I, for one, am happy with any Mosley storyline that makes him not look like an idiot. So, oh, I'm, I love the I'm cricket
0: storyline. I, <laughs> I know, I favorites. know. I mean,
2: he's hopefully a better tutor than he was a cricket coach. But I um... love the cricket one. <laughs> But I just want him to be happy. I so want him to be happy.
1: This My is time. another sad one. That line about how he missed everything, but Daisy doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. That got me.
2: Yeah, it did get me. I think that, um, I think Mosley's a really soulful character and he's sort of treated like the Edith of downstairs. I yeah, think. that's a good you know, point. He's, he's sort of the punchline and nothing really goes right with him and he really doesn't get,
0: as much respect as other people but he's got hidden depths we haven't seen him with Baxter very much and i feel like they're really hinting at that love story and i would love to see that happen and we've only really seen him with Daisy
2: yeah they've kind of let that relationship go a little bit so i don't know I know that he specifically, when I saw the Q&A with the cast, Kevin Doyle specifically said that there were a lot of storylines that weren't going to be tied up. Mm. Mm. So, I don't know, maybe maybe he's talking about his own storyline.
0: Yeah, Baxter is pretty much now just sitting and sewing and giving sympathetic faces to people. Yeah, Yeah. That's pretty much what her role is now.
1: So what do we think we're going to see in the next episodes coming up? I feel like... You know, we asked we've asked this three weeks in a row now. Where when is Mr. Yum Yum gonna show up again? Mm. Side note, apparently that actor Matthew Good and Matthew Reese, who plays Philip on the Americans, are like best buddies in real life and are doing a travel show called The Wine Show, where it'll just be them buddying around Europe drinking wine. Sold. <laughs> really? Sold. I wanna watch Sold. it. Sold. I will totally watch that. But I mean, I feel like the, the way things were framed with Tom coming in, we might be in for some kind of love triangle if he does show up again. Uh,
2: there's no love triangle. There's no
1: relationship between Tom and Mary. Don't you think that it kind of seemed to be hinting that way, though? Yeah, I, I think so, Therese. I mean, I think. Okay. I'm not think saying Hulter I'm rooting grown. for it, I'm just saying it was there.
0: It was very there. I'm more concerned about now, is she not going to be the agent of the estate and he's going to be again? I want her to keep her job more than anything.
1: He's going right. to have to figure out something else to do.
0: Well, I think that's what he said in the in the trailer for next time.
2: Yeah, in the teaser for next time, he said he needed to find something that wasn't part of Downton. So, who knows? And also, Gwen...
1: That was so random. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That was great. I'm so excited about this.
1: I mean, I hope I'll be excited about it. I would almost rather we just actually wrap up some stuff with the characters that are still there (laughs) than bring somebody back from what, like, has she even been there since, was it season one or season Season two? Season one. It was all season one, one, right? So it's been (laughs) 10 years.
2: (laughs) I, I, no, more. It's been 13 years. Wow. I mean,
1: Who just pops back up again. If anybody from upstairs recognizes her, that is going to be so false.
2: (laughs) Right. They've gone
1: through like a dozen maids since then, at least.
2: (laughs) I just hope she's not back to blackmail
0: Mary is all I want to (laughs) say. I hope she's back to try and get a job at Edith's Magazine.
1: You know, I'm basically rooting for everyone to get a job either at the magazine or on this new farm that Mr. Mason is going to have. Yeah, right. Just all stay together. Like when characters in high school all go to college together. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly.
2: So what else do we have for next week? Well, hopefully Edith and Birdie go on another date.
0: Oh, yeah. Really hoping for that. I mean, I pretty much want a third of every episode just to be them.
1: He's so cute. Like, everything he said was so cute when he was like, oh, yeah, I don't have dinner plans. I just, I didn't think you'd say yes to dinner. So I asked you for yeah, a drink. And then I was going to ask didn't. you to dinner. I was like, oh, that's so cute.
2: It is so cute.
1: Well, we got to find out what's going on with this hospital, guys. I'm
2: yes. on my <laughs> God. No. I forgot about the hospital for a whole 30 minutes. <laughs> a whole happy 30 <laughs> minutes. Um, there is a hospital, yes. What's going to happen with the hospital? Was Clarkson was, was sort of getting ready to change sides. He's like the Justice Kennedy of this whole <laughs> <like> <laughs> hospital thing.
1: Totally is.
0: What other outstanding stories do we have? Well, we've got Chekhov's indigestion.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: But I feel like they're not going to do anything with that yet. I think, no. I think we're going to have another light episode, hopefully with some girl talk post-honeymoon. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm hoping for. I think Anna's going to keep this rat fetus. I think she's going to, I think it's going to live. So I hope so. And um,
2: I'm really curious about um, Elsie and Charlie's
1: domestic arrangements. Like, do they get their own cottage now? I think it was Jen on Twitter who was asking, where are they going to sleep? They both have really tiny beds. (laughs) They have really tiny beds.
2: Harrison looked like he was saying goodbye to his little butler room. They must get a cottage. I mean, if
1: Anna and Bates have a cottage, then... How many fucking cottages are there? It's a
2: big estate.
1: There's lots of land. All right. I want to watch them sprucing it up. I love, like, the sprucing it up montage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Putting
0: flowers in a vase in a windowsill. Right. Yeah, yeah. the trim.
1: Elsie paints Charlie's nose with a little dab. Yes, exactly. Exactly. If I could see that, that, I would be really happy. You know, we're not totally on board with this Carson and Hughes thing, but, like, if it's gonna happen, it's been pretty cute in the last episode, so I would like that to continue.
0: I was thinking during the Eden storyline that Sybil would have been so proud of her, because remember, Sybil had so much ambition...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we just haven't really seen either of the sisters have that fire to do that kind of stuff. And so I could just imagine Sybil being really proud yeah, of Edith. totally. Yeah,
1: and I think Tom will be too. Like, I hope we get some nice moments between the two of them because their friendship that was developing before he left was a nice touch as well. I agree.
2: Okay, see, my theory of why Mary was so happy to see him is because she had no one to talk to except Edith. Right. she doesn't talk to so she finally gets to have conversations a cocktail hour again?
0: That's yeah. a very good point. Because I think Mary in her heart is still a snob. And I just don't think she'll ever get over that he was a chauffeur.
1: I think she's lonely. I think she's lonelier than she's letting on. Yeah. So. It's a bummer we never
0: got to see Mary with her girlfriends. I don't know if she really has friends. But it would have been fun to get to see her going oh, out in mean, London uh, with some girlfriends.
2: Lady Portsmouth, who she went on the
0: sketching trip with. Yeah. Yeah. See, nobody
2: believed that because Mary has no
0: friends. Yeah, totally. Yeah, this was a great episode. I'm totally looking forward to next episode. I know we had some other Delton news of other things we can watch the actors in coming up. So, Therese, what do we have coming up?
2: Uh, Well, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, uh, starring Lily James, is releasing on February 5th in the U.S. And I think we really like that trailer, right? Yeah, I'm excited. Pleasantly surprised. Also, War and Peace, also starring Lily James, was just on uh,
1: A&E. She will never wear jeans. All just period pieces all the time.
2: Yeah, probably, <laughs> yeah. Michelle Dockery is in a new TNT series premiering this year called Good Behavior. And I'm going to quote, this is a description of the show. It tells the story of Letty Dobbish, a thief and a con artist whose life is always one wrong turn, one
0: bad decision from implosion which is exactly how she likes it i really love the trailer i thought it was sexy and smart and she's definitely like a a dark anti-hero type character she kind of like was really reminded me of uh betty if you gave her a gun and you put her in a modern time and some and well she already smoked cigarettes
1: (laughs) betty draper yeah (laughs) I thought the trailer was incredibly confusing, but Michelle Dockery had like four different wigs on at different points in it, so that's all I need to know.
2: Yeah. And four different accents also, which was interesting. Yeah. I'm excited. Well, I I want her to do well, because I want everyone to have a wonderful post-Downton life. So So that's premiering this year. And then um, last but not least, uh, Beauty and the Beast, uh, with the Beast played by Dan Stevens, uh, comes out. Uh, not until 2017, but it has an amazing cast. Emma Watson plays Belle, and um, we've got Ian McKellen, Stanley Tucci, Josh Gad, Kevin Kline, Audra McDonald, and Gugu Mbatha-Ra, who you all oh, may really? remember from, yes, Beyond the Lights, uh, playing Plumet. I'm not so familiar with the Beauty and the Beast uh, thing, so who's Plumet?
1: No idea. No, no idea. idea. Maybe IMDB can tell us. I don't know. Is someone nope. playing
0: a teapot? I mean, how much is it like that's the Disney <laughs> Yeah, is that, what is that?
1: Is that like the Feather Duster's name? Like, <laughs> yeah. what's going on here?
0: <laughs> well, Emma Thompson is Mrs. Potts. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I just don't know if know. they're going to be real people or, I mean, my only No, no, favorite... it's live
1: action. Live This action. is a confusing one for the whole live action Disney thing. Like, yeah, are they doing like the voice of like a, is it like a motion capture teapot? Like, what's happening
2: <laughs> This is all I know, you guys. It's all I have. (laughs) And it's coming out in 2017. So I wish Dan Stevens very well. I think it's about time his career
1: got a jump start. It's actually great casting because you picture the, like, blonde beast from the end of the cartoon, and it looks just like Dan Stevens.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, lots to look forward to of post-Downton performances. All right. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Downton Gabby. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Downton Gabby and on Tumblr at doubtandgabby.tumblr.com. Let us know what your favorite moments of the last episode were and what you're looking forward to next week.
2: Oh, Plumet is the feather duster. <laughs> I guessed right. I guessed right.